It's a familiar story, one that we get every year. Jesus brings his friends up a mountain and suddenly he is transfigured. Light illumines him so that his face is glowing and his clothes become dazzling white and God's glory is revealed. And the words that Jesus heard at his baptism are now said in the presence of his disciples. This is the Son of God. The text calls this a transfiguration, or in the Greek, metamorphosis, but it's not actually like Jesus is becoming something new here. It's not like he's magically becoming the Son of God and God's beloved in this and only this moment. The transfiguration is more of an unveiling of what was there all along, of God's light burning away the preconceptions. The disciples are seeing Jesus for who he is in all his glory, the possibilities that they've been ignoring or perhaps just not considering. And there is so much more to this person than they thought. I wonder if that's ever happened in your life. If something you are close to, something ordinary or familiar, has suddenly started showing forth glory and left you, like Peter, not knowing what to say. In fact, I wonder if that's ever happened to you with this church. This season after Epiphany, we've been focusing on how God's light is revealing broader realities in our community through the work of our community partners. And when our church staff came up with this theme, we thought about God's light shining into our world in pretty benign ways, like shining a flashlight into a room. You get to see what's in the room, but nothing in the room really changes. And we thought that this would be a good series that primarily informs you about our work. The more you know, you know? But what we had forgotten about as staff is that God's light is not like a flashlight. It's like the light of the transfiguration. God's light doesn't just reveal, it transforms. And God's light is more like a fire that has been lit amongst us, spreading and changing and jumping from place to place and setting things ablaze. It's been amazing to Pastor Beth and myself and to you, I hope, to hear the gospel of God coming close to this world in love proclaimed through the mouths of our partners. We have heard some modern-day parables of what God's reign looks like on this earth. It looks like a church musician singing the ABCs with refugees, a food shelf shopper becoming a food shelf volunteer, a baby born in the women's shelter being surrounded by the love and safety it deserves, a high school senior now headed to the U instead of prison like her father, 
and it looks like a fourth grader persistently asking his teacher to work with Mount Olivet member Wade Wilson until she finally relented and let him. These stories from our partners carry within them light that not only reveals, but changes us. Your senses of vocation right now are a mess, and I love it. So many of you have come up to church staff to say every week, I feel called to join in some of this work that's going on, but I have no idea how to choose which partner I, I can volunteer with. And your sense of who we are as a church and what's going on in our broader community is being widened and enriched. So many of you have said, I had no idea that this was happening in our community, or I had no idea that our church was engaging in such important work, and I'm so thankful that it is. And your ties with one another are deepening through respectful listening and interaction. I've watched you in the Welcome Center between services as volunteers explain their ministries to other inquiring congregants, people who may have never met otherwise or only passed by each other, are now chatting with one another about issues of concern in our world and sharing their passions and questions and stories. This is what church should look like, and this is what transfiguration does look like. This is God's light of transfiguration shining among us in our church and transfiguring us, each one of us, in the process. These moments of insight and beauty are always temporary, of course. You can't build a booth or a dwelling like Peter tries to for a fleeting moment of grace and glory. The fire eventually dies away a bit. This then is the challenge, letting transfiguration pass. Because in Luke's gospel, transfiguration isn't the happy ending of the story. It's not the climax or the logical outcome of following Jesus in good faith. Instead, Jesus goes almost directly from this mountain to set his face toward Jerusalem, where he will be rejected and betrayed and crucified as his disciples scatter in confusion and fear. And I think that's intentional on Luke's part. The gospel writer is letting us know that the reality of our lives, of following Jesus, they aren't some steady journey taking a step-by-step -step path toward enlightenment, culminating in a transfiguration-like experience of glory. We know this. Our lives are messy. The life of this congregation is messy. Neither necessarily follows a pattern of in incremental progress. And moments of transcendent beauty or insight or knowledge of God's presence just crash into our lives at random and surprising intervals. So no, 
we can't control or tame these moments of transfiguration. We cannot make them last longer than they do. But perhaps they can stay with us. Because once something is transfigured before your eyes, you can't unsee it. The transfiguration light doesn't exist to be admired and preserved. It exists to change us so that we're equipped for the road ahead and to light the way forward. Luke doesn't tell us if or how this experience changed Jesus' disciples. But I like to think that even though they were weighed down with sleep when it happened, they carried this moment with them. Maybe instead of building the transfigured Jesus a booth, they put him in their backpacks. Maybe this experience of transfiguration was their anchor in times of confusion and doubt, their steady rock when they were afraid, the spur in their side when they felt themselves becoming complacent. Even though this moment passed, it continued to guide them. And when transfiguration occurs in your life, do the same. Grab onto these moments of glory wherever they occur. Be present to them when they're happening and trust them enough to let them go. For even though your experience of transfiguration may lie in the past, its light shines forward. Amen.